Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, what we love to do every single week is take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into tiny little bite-sized chunks all in an effort to help ourselves mostly, and hopefully some of you through the process of change. We are obsessed with it. We talk about it all the time, legit. And so this week, we wanted to talk about the tiggers and the eors that show up in ourselves and in our lives and how we process that, how we deal with it, what does it mean? And for those who aren't down with the Winnie the Pooh parlance, obviously we are talking about tiggers as the eternal Eternal optimists, everything's gonna be amazing! And Eeyore's as the eternal pessimists, that'll never work. Nothing ever works for me. And I think we all probably have those people in our lives, and maybe we're even secretly one of those people ourselves. And so we thought we'd just unpack it this week and see what it's all about. My friend Rod, what do you want to add into the mix as we get this conversation started? Yeah, I'm excited. So I want, I hope that we can. I am too! I hope that we can. It's almost not have like a little debate or we're going to talk about the contrast because there's a tendency to feel uh, that one approach, uh, let's say the positive approach is the best approach in all cases. Yes. And there's certainly loads of reason why that's that's a, a good thing. But um, it can go too far. Uh, and, and at least that'll that'll be our you know, the contrast that we'll, we'll dive into. Cause this, I, okay. these are the juicy topics where I like, where it's, you know, I love a good <laughs> compare and contrast. Well, we're pointing out yeah the, <laughs> the differences or, or, or different ways to think about it. So where should we start? Yes. Do you want to talk a little about, you're the Winnie the Pooh uh, expert here. I am. I, I do love Winnie the Pooh. It's a true statement. It's a true statement. So I think I'm, maybe we'll start out just like, what are the characterizations of these people, right? Like if you think of Tigger, he is endlessly optimistic. He will try anything. Everything is amazing and great all the time. He's always happy. He's always positive. Um, and he's just a fun character to be around. Like people, you know, people love it when Tigger shows up. He's always up for a bit of a party and a good time. Maybe I'm extrapolating a little bit and like making it my own. But those are the things I think of when I think of Tigger, right? And then Eeyore, on the other hand, I think it's a little bit of a bad rap. He's always losing his tail. And when that happens, he never thinks anyone's going to find it again. And he, you know, like nothing is ever good in Eeyore's life. You can almost see that like little rain cloud following around. If you can even visualize the books from when you were little or when you read them perhaps to your kids for those who have them you know he's like the little gray character like even just even in the drawing seemed a little bit gloomy versus the tigger colors are very like bright and captivating and you know he literally bounced around just even with the colors that uh, were used to draw him and I and like so to me those are such perfect characterizations of that eternal happy person and that eternal less than happy person that show up in our lives all the time. And so it just, it's so easy to me to visualize those two. It seems like a logical place to start the conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so within the positive side, there's even, you know, and I think way back we may have talked about this. There's like, there's one thing about positivity or optimism, you know, optimism is a, 
related. And then mm-hmm. there's the there's the like I am going to you know I picture myself with a million dollars. I will have a million dollars one year from now. And because I'm thinking this, you know, lo and behold, I'll I'll get a million dollars because like so it's it's the the sense of you know it's the secret the book right it's right right positive thoughts are going to influence the outcome so we're we're not talking about that per se but we're just talking about the optimism of a a situation so looking on the bright side uh, right expecting that things are always going to work out okay and and kind of uh you know like no everything's going to be fine it's going to be great come on let's go we can't everything we're going to win it's going to be amazing and all those things that um you know (laughs) I think, I I don't know, I think one of the most interesting things that came out of the pandemic is the notion of toxic positivity. Did you, have you done any reading around toxic positivity during the pandemic? Yeah, so it's this notion of um, there's a point at which if someone is telling you how they're feeling and, you know, they're having a hard time, and you're just saying, come on, buck up. Everything's going to be all right. And that person yeah. is pouring their heart out to you. There are times when that type of positivity is not appropriate. And right. that you, it, it can sometimes render you, in, render one, not you, Rod, obviously, but render <laughs> one insensitive to that other person's experiences and feelings. Yeah. And where we may feel, and I, you know, I tend to, I tend to err on the side of positivity, I will confess, when we're like, sometimes it can go too far. And sometimes it can mm. leave people feeling unheard and undervalued and, you know, that their experiences are not appreciated. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fascinated. Fascinated, And I think for many people, that was a bit of a coping mechanism to get through COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's being recognized now as not necessarily as helpful as ah. the people doing it might have thought. And so there's these unintended consequences, I think, yeah. of, of either end of the spectrum. Right now we're talking positivity, but I think there yeah. are unintended consequences. We just see the unintended consequences of the pessimist side more easily, I think. Yeah. Um, because you see that sort of darkness and that it can bring a room down and da-da-da-da. Yeah. But we don't necessarily see as clearly the unintended consequences of the eternal um, optimist. optimist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I do believe, I, I will say, there, I, and I, I'm saying this as somebody who grew up not believing in any of this whatsoever so there was there was a moment in my, my life where i was like oh my gosh the subconscious is a real thing like i always <laughs> but so wow uh, did we ever meet each other at the right time as friendship right <laughs> like did we ever find our friendship as the at the right time right. in our lives continue <laughs> on with your story that's so fascinating I, to me i i do, you know i do believe that there's a uh so that like if you you can prime yourself so so for example if you're kind of generally pessimistic or just talking about negative stuff and i think like the you know i I, all the say social media feeds that are algorithmically giving you the this information and if you start if you have a negative you know if you read some article that's kind of negative then it leads to the next like i think that you know people even without social media are kind of like that too so if, if you if you do have a like this negative lens to things it's going to lead to other 
negative interpretations and then there's this feeling of like helplessness well you know i'm not gonna can't do anything about it or it's all yeah the worst or everybody's against me and and so that becomes reinforcing so i th- this is where the subconscious then works is but the i'm gonna you know make the argument against the eternal optimist is that um you know there's i think people do feel that everybody wants to hear a positive message and mm-hmm. and and you know it's like and i don't know if this is old me watching young people and thinking oh these young people but <laughs> isn't everything like oh this is so amazing oh that's so like whatever the most awesome adjective you could add to something you have to make it sound like so awesome and so amazing and that's the style and so if 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 you're not pumping something up yeah then it's, eh. and but the, so then it's it's sick like it following this idea that like it's reinforcing so it, once you start pumping up and pumping up it, everything has to be pumped up so where you and then where do you know truth. where reality sits right, right. like exactly yeah. right exactly so what then if you actually do have the best burger you've ever eaten or the hear uh, the best song that you've ever heard in your life? How is it going to have meaning if everything is amazing? I know. We need contrast, right? Like I we know. need contrast. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, oh my gosh, I'm on a pedestal here. So you can pull me off. You can <laughs> I can't. But I'm excited. So, but Keep going. It, but then, so you don't learn how to, talk about something it's either yeah like it's so amazing it's so awesome it's whatever but if there's a fault or a weakness in there well there's no space to to talk about i don't want to hear about it i mean the like let's not talk about anything wrong here let's just talk about how awesome this stuff is and of course um that's not realistic it's not authentic and then that and then what about the person you know in the moment as a person's not feeling it they they might think there's something wrong with them because yeah. they're they're not awesomeness in that moment like feeling it um okay i'm gonna stop there <laughs> no but that's but, the uh, contrast no, here yeah sorry it totally and i and i think that you know this is the i don't know if, like i've had to give feedback to people before more in the work context where i can tell that no one has ever told a person about a thing before And they've been going along in their lives and thinking, this is amazing. I'm amazing. This is great. And you're the first person to give them feedback on something that's tough versus if someone had just been open about it and said, Mm -hmm. hey, here's the thing. We can work on this. It can get better. But like still giving that feedback that, you know, Mm -hmm. that person may not have wanted to hear. How do we get better? How do we improve if we don't sometimes see where things aren't perfect? How do we like... Like we we played with my cello quartet yesterday, Rod, and we had to record ourselves because we're thinking of Mm. getting a piece written for us. And let me tell you, it is very humbling to hear yourself played back on a recording when you play music. Because in my head, I am just, you know, steps down from Sheikh Ukenna Mason, like just steps down, like just, you know, a couple more hours of practice and I'm in. And then you hear yourself sliding around trying to find intonation. And it's like, oh, my God. And it's the most honest feedback I've ever seen from something. It was from a recording, but nonetheless, yeah. uh, in my in a, like a really long time. And it put me into a pessimistic downward spiral. 
And yeah. so I think that I, probably if I got like, you know what I mean? If I, my friend says I need to record myself more often so it's not as like jarring and I can hear it and it's yeah. not as, and maybe that is true. And yeah. it gets to what you were saying. If we're not sort of honest about the darkness every now and again, if we don't have an honest reflection of that, then mm-hmm. when it happens, it's a little bit overwhelming personal experience, just saying. Totally. Yeah. It, it, like it, it was, is. It was that shocking. Is, that is such a true state. I mean, it, it the, um, I've heard this actually, uh, and, and to the extreme where people get thrown into deep depression. If you, where someone who's been successful uh, for, you know, the majority from growing up through university into career, yeah, the first yeah. challenge, if that challenge comes late, it is, can be devastating because they, yes. and they don't know how to handle the fact that somebody thought that they sucked in that moment and how yep. to come back from that. Like they're, yeah. So the, 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 you know, the, that challenge being, f- seeing our own vulnerability or weaknesses or things we need to yes. work on is, is now off to the side and it's like the worst thing and nobody ever wants to talk about it. So let's just say how amazing everybody is and how we are. Right. Yeah. Right. And so we, right. But I'll tell you, I, like I left it feeling like, okay, I need to practice scales and arpeggios. Like, cause like, you know, like as a, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, as a musician or like whatever your jam is, like you, you sort of know what you got to do to find your way out of it. But yeah. like, I'm like, okay, I just got to sit down and practice some scales on arpeggios for a while. Yeah. And, uh, and things will, things, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start to get better. But if I, if you don't know that, if you don't get that feedback, if you're not sort of immersed in that darkness every now and again, today I feel a lot better. Hooray. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's also, I think you gotta, and maybe this is part of it. You gotta feel like there's a path out of it. So yeah. for the, you know, for the eternal pessimist, what is there a path to a more median way of being so that not mm-hmm. everything feels dark but mm-hmm. similarly for an an uber optimist is there a path to the median where like we're seeing things with not so rosy glasses but mm-hmm. with a more reality kind of thing mm-hmm. I, I read this um i read this cool thing I, it's so fun when things show up in your in on the in on the interwebs uh, when it relates <laughs> to one of the things we're going to talk. I know the algorithms yeah. worked this morning. Hooray. Um, and it was by, it was this quote or, you know, piece of segment of saying whatever from Ram Das, And he said, you know, he sometimes feels like he gets caught up in being, um, in being Ram Das, so positive and kind and authentic and genuine. And so on a day that he feels like having a temper tantrum, or, um, you know, I think he said being petulant or being angry, he feels like he can't do it. He feels like he doesn't have permission to do it because then he's not being the real, you know, Ram Das. But the reality is that sometimes he does have days where he wants to stamp his feet and be so, cranky and not be loving and whatever. And so when he's not listening to that true voice within himself, then he's not being authentic. And it kind of blew my mind. <gasps> Because I thought, how many times are we not being our authentic selves? Because we think we have to have this persona. I have to be my full Leslie-ness persona. And you have to be raw, kind, and compassionate, and caring, and an awesome listener, and patient, and all the things that you are. On a day you don't feel like being that, what happens to the inner voice? Well, hold on. 
Leslie, you're challenging some even, I would say, the, you know, mental, like the awareness around mental health thing. Because here's what people would say is that, say, I'm not feeling myself today, which I think is a genuine <gasps> experience. But you're saying, actually, you are being yourself. It's just today you're, right. this is what you're feeling. You're being a side of yourself that maybe you don't like as much, or maybe you don't think is as societally acceptable, or that you don't think should show up to work or whatever. But you are, abs oh, that's such a horrible sentence. How many times in my life have I said that? I'm just not feeling myself today. Well, actually, every day I feel like myself. Just today, yeah. I don't feel particularly happy. Yeah. Well, Mind I, blown. Yes. I mean, I, Rod. I, okay, I, 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 I think the experience, though, I'm going to step, pull this back a bit. I think the experience is that you're feeling like you're different than you're, uh, you know, whatever. You're feeling a little bit down or whatever. And it can feel like you're not yourself. But you're, but, but you are everyday yourself you are who right you are every and right it's, it's okay that some days whatever the climate you know whatever's come together to make you feel that and you can let it pass oh my you, eyeballs I, are gigantic right now you can't so even see my eyeballs such, my eyeballs are gigantic right now keep going <laughs> okay so since uh, it's been all over the news everywhere the beatles came out or uh, peter jackson who did lord of the rings who also happened to be a big Beatles fan, produced a doc three-part documentary called Let It Be, and it's all these behind-the-scenes uh, dialogue situations as they were recording Let It Be. So oh I my think God. most everybody knows the Beatles. Some of us grew up listening to the Beatles. You probably, me, me too. So, the I mean, I knew lots of the different stories, but this is, a, I have, for the last week, have been fully absorbed into not only watching this stuff but now watching all these different interviews with the Beatles. Anyways, one situation that relates to what you're just saying is that so George Harrison um was really into Indian mysticism and uh right. he had a guru and I, I can't remember the guru's name but this is like the you know his the, the when I was watching the video it, it's like I've seen this guy many times before. So he, the, all the Beatles went to India for a retreat and they made a movie about it. And so, so in this documentary, they're filming the, them sitting around talking and Paul McCartney comes in and he's like, you know, I watched the movie, blah, 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 where we were in India and it was so interesting to watch it. And it's like, and John, you remember that scene where you were there and you were kind of walking beside the Ma, whatever the person's name was, the guru. And he's like, you just weren't being yourself at all. It wasn't. It wasn't you. You were being so like prim and proper and polite and deferential. And and George Harrison's, you can tell he like this is a critique because he was the one getting them into the thing. He's like, well, that's kind of funny because. The whole point of going there was to help find ourselves. Like the whole point of going right. on a meditation retreat with a guru is to help find yourself. And here's Paul saying, wow, we weren't ourselves at all in that moment. And I think so. So they were being themselves because of the context that they were in around somebody that they felt they, you know, was very 
a, a, an important personality and they needed they were behaving in the way for that they context. wanted to write right but it was performative yeah but in their experience at least is like no i'm nor especially when you watch this movie you can see how they're all goofballs like they're all goofing right around right all the time. and so he's saying i guess he's probably feeling my normal self is being a goofball yet here or john you know they're being so polite and quiet and yeah. proper but it's the it's so to your point there's say actually no they, they you were behaving as you were in that moment it was different than perhaps normal right yeah and then so sometimes we kind of you know do we jimmy jam ourselves into a i'm leslie i'm always positive and then I don't get to have any other manifestation of myself, right? It's yeah. restrictive. It's like re maybe, oh, it's reductionist to say that, oh, I'm, I am only ever this thing. I am always this thing. I am always Tigger or I am always right. Eeyore. How do I, you know, then how do I get to express my piglet self and my poo self and my rabbit self? And yeah. I really do love Winnie the Pooh. Um, I really, really do. <laughs> I really, really do. But I, you know, maybe that's the magic is that, oh, maybe that is the magic that we all have aspects of that in us all yeah. the time. Like, you know, I think I've always defined myself or like by one of the characters or maybe two of the characters. Cause I, I think about Winnie the Pooh in a lot of different contexts. I think it's actually very, very clever writing. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, but the reality is that we all have all the pieces of that in our puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so if we're hanging out with someone and they are the eternal optimist or yes. the eternal pessimist, I wonder, do we try to coax them? Do we try to coax out their other parts of their being? I'm just fascinated by this well, now. Because like, if, that, if that's so true within us, that we are neither of us, one of those things all the time yeah well see here's the, this is the philosophical question which we've we've wrestled with is mm -hmm. you know you can have a you know when you're thinking about changing somebody yeah when uh, to what extent uh can you should you even think can about changing? We, should we you just yes. accept them for I mean, we're t I'm taking out the extremes of extreme behavior, which it could be dangerous for them or other people. But it's just like, okay, this person's a pessimist. I, I, this, this is a very real question because I, I know people who are, you know, you come into the conversation and it's like, you're going to talk about the worst thing ever that could be occurring at the yeah. time. Did you hear about the news of, can you yeah, believe what's yeah, happening yeah. in the U.S.? And it's like, I do not want to talk about like and my, that's what I'm thinking. It's like I do not want to talk about all this negative stuff. Um, so I don't know. There isn't a clear-cut mm. answer. I think I don't think so either. I, I here's one thing I have. I feel comfortable. This is my little line that I think to myself, and is um, is talking about like problems we have to solve. So, which mm -hmm. I didn't think about it before now, but I, I guess it's trying to put in a, like a constructive w frame to talk about things that are potentially not going well or, you know, things that need to be addressed. 
but it's like, hey, it's a problem, so let's understand the problem and then let's try to solve it. But uh, so almost like unplug it from the people and put it in the middle of the table as a shared thing to yeah. solve or or look at together. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The other, I mean, the um, of course, the difference is is it something you have to work through, like in a work situation, you're there together to go through things or is it personal relationship where you know you're ask, you might be asking yourself like uh, do i want to be around somebody who's talking all this negative stuff all yeah. the time or or is the positivity overwhelming me like it's totally unrealistic or it's toxic because it's too positive which i love that expression you just earlier introduced I have both of those people in my work life. Like I have someone who is even more optimistic than me <laughs> in the day to day and on the reg and uh, definitely and someone who definitely falls into the eternal uh, pessimist. What's different though, is that the, the optimist person recognizes when they, and I'm going to try and use gender neutral pronouns, um, recognizes when they are being over the top with their positivity. Mm-hmm. versus I, I'm not sure that the, the pessimist really, and this could just, you know, it's the people I know, what do I, you know, we can't extrapolate on an N of two, but I don't know that the other one really has the sense of understanding of what that pessimism mm-hmm. does to the people around them, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. that's it too. Like, oh. This is a con, you know, I thought we were going into this being all like, this is going to be a light, fun topic. Yippee. <laughs> it's the beginning of December. Hooray. <laughs> and it really is like a deep, juicy topic that gets into yeah. uh, how much of this do we allow in ourselves? How much of this do we yeah. put up with in other people? Like how, where, when people are living in sort of the extremes of it, mm-hmm. what is it all? What do we do about it? And yeah. I guess the answer is like we, if it's, if you don't have a choice, you sort of, you know, you learn your way around it. You sort mm-hmm. of match energy for energy, but as in, if someone is being super positive, then you can bring that to the table. If someone's being a bit dark, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. tend to bring that to the table. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but maybe this is just, again, where I am a little bit more Tigger than Eeyore. I tend to want to help people see the light. I don't know, but maybe yeah. that's not right. I'm questioning everything, Rod. Well, I, I think <laughs> This the, is usually our wrap-up time, yeah, and I'm yeah, still yeah. questioning everything in our minds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's right. Like, if the, um, there's the, the eternal Tigger, the eternal Eeyore, so, so if you know the person well, you know, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get positivity or negativity from them. Or there's a moment where you're like, Hey, I'm noticing you're, you're not, mm. you're, or you're, you're normally this, but today you're different. Um, so one, I think you were saying before is, it, is for those moments when it, it's, if the person's experiencing that's who they are that day and it's different, I think not to worry about not to try to fix it not to just allow it i think the tough one is is you've got somebody in your life who's on the different vibe either too positive for you or too negative and they're that's what they're often like 
and you don't like and you and it's the how do I stick handle around this? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the tough mm-hmm. one because it's not, it's too easy to say, oh, well, just choose your friends and be, you know, on your way. Pick the people that you want to be with. Um, that's the that's the tough one. I I my approach is I I don't I really try not to engage in the thread of. So if it's kind of a too positive for me or too negative for me, I just I'm like the quiet listener. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just trying not to engage. That's, yeah, yeah. Maybe that is the magic: is listening without absorbing. And oh my gosh, right? Like, don't take on their because you know in either direction. Because I, I think that's an easy thing to do as well, right? Well, okay. I, I I am watching the time too, but listen, you know, <laughs> this is the yeah. other thing you were chatting, you know, okay, deep topic here, Eckhart Tolle's pain bodies that gets, you know, so his whole concept of pain right. body, to me, it's like, it's the negativity, the, the history, the, the generational, uh, you know, challenge or trauma, but it's this negativity that's going around that you transmit to others and so when you use the word absorb in this context, so I'm not talking about generational trauma. I'm just talking about like yeah, negative yeah. person energy. Yeah, that absorb is the right, is you're, you're trying to be a reflect, you reflect it somewhere else. Oh, not to somewhere else, to the, to dis, to, what's the term here to disperse into, because I don't think you want to deflect it to somewhere else. But you know how that happens? Is like you, you have a negative oh, interaction. Yeah. And then your next one, you, you bring it to the next person. Totally. And they're like, how come totally, you're so totally. Yeah. And I do try, like, honestly, I think that five, like now it's a little bit worky, but like that five minutes in between meetings for me is a necessary reset. Like if I have to go back to back to back to back every, like every 30 minutes, I, I absolutely can take the mood with me oh, yeah oh, you know yeah. so maybe that's the magic is being that aware is of when this is going on around you bringing that level of awareness up and then just being sure not to absorb it in yeah. either direction because i do think if if you have people around you who are being toxic toxically positive mm-hmm. um and then one takes that to a next meeting or a next interaction it as well can really diminish people's ability to feel heard and and you know um oh well i'm glad we got to like uh you know i felt (laughs) like it was just gonna be like a cliffhanger of some sort and then we'd have to figure out how to come back and uh and and close it out but i feel like we landed in a good place yes (sighs) and again i really thought this was gonna be like a fun cheeky topic with winnie the pooh but it got to be really (laughs) like deep yeah it did but I'm going to remember Love that. It. Don't absorb. Yeah. Choose what you're going to absorb. Totally. Yeah. Oh, thank you, my friend. This is yes. so juicy today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, too. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.